When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Inside Scoop. The theme of today's show is Big Visit Weekends. We'll be checking in with the insiders in the Tennessee market, LSU and South Carolina, because that's where the big name recruits will be this weekend. Now, there's also a few major developments that we need to cover first, though. And guys, do me a solid. Smash that subscribe button. We want to get to 20K by the weekend. Do you think we can get there? Help me out. Hit subscribe. All right, let's start the show. On Saturday, this Saturday, a roller coaster of a recruitment will come to an end. And I mean roller coaster on the recruiting prediction machine. Saturday, October 14, the number five ranked D lineman in America, Aiden Breland out of California, will announce his decision. The six foot five, 300 pound big man is down to Miami, Georgia, and Oregon. Now, strap in to the roller coaster ride because in the spring, it was trending to Oregon. Then it got the UGA, got the RPM bumping in the dog's direction basically all summer. He hit campus in June for an official visit, and the buzz was with the dogs throughout the summer. Then Breland took a surprise unofficial visit to Georgia earlier this season, and it looked like the dogs had this recruitment on lock. Two weeks ago, in Breland comes out, sets an October 14 date, and ever since then, All the buzz has been around the Ducks. Now, I don't know exactly what happened, but as it sits right now, Aiden Breland is trending at 51% to Oregon. But just a few weeks ago, it was Georgia on top. So the question is, a few days left, 72 hours until his decision. Will Oregon finish this one out strong? Oregon fans are hoping so. Now, speaking of trending toward Oregon, another major development that I didn't see coming, and that was when Elijah Rushing, five-star edge out of Arizona decommitted from the Arizona Wildcats on Sunday. Now, he made his decision in early August to commit to Arizona, but two months later, he is reopening his recruitment, and he is now trending at 88% to Oregon. What an absolute insane swing for the Oregon Ducks in the past seven days. Earlier in the cycle, they were the favorite to land both By summer, rushing committed to Arizona. Breland was all UGA. Fast forward to October, and it looks like Oregon is back in it and going to land both of them. Crazy. Crazy developments with this recruiting stuff. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments section of this video where you think Aiden Breland and Elijah Rushing are going. All right, let's talk some Tennessee recruiting. Tennessee is getting their most important 2025 target on campus this weekend, and that's Nashville quarterback George McIntyre. McIntyre is the number one player in the state of Tennessee for next year, and the number two player in the state, Cameron Sparks, he'll also be in town. Huge weekend in Knoxville. We'll hit on all that. Plus, South Carolina is working to poach one of the volunteers' wide receiver commitments. Is that going to happen? Tennessee fans, subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We're about to get this thing cranked up. So do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. Okay, let's bring on Matt Ray from VolQuest. Matt, 
2025 quarterback George McIntyre. He's from Brentwood Academy. He released a top 10, and seeing Tennessee, LSU, and Alabama, I don't think that surprised either of us. To me, those are the main players. Now, I just got to remind Tennessee fans so they can be mad at me that I put in a prediction for McIntyre to Alabama. Now, I know it's early, but when he was in studio doing that interview with me, just the way he he talked, the way he spoke about Alabama, he left, and I felt like it's Bama. I put a pick in. It's early. But, Matt, where do you see Tennessee in the hierarchy of Tennessee, LSU, and Alabama in this recruitment? Yeah, I think you're right, Josh. I think it's early, but I think this is kind of a signal for George McIntyre that he's starting to push this process a little bit faster, starting to slow down a little bit more for him. And as it does, I think – this is the core group of schools that stand out to him. Now, obviously, some of these other schools are hanging around. But to me, when you look at where he's been, it's Tennessee, Alabama, and LSU. Those are the three common visitors that he, he tends to get out on the road and see. And I think his two best relationships right now are with Tennessee and Alabama. He's really high on Alabama and Tommy Reese. Those, you know, they've connected really well since he took over as the offensive coordinator in Tuscaloosa. But on the flip side, there's a lot of positive things working for Tennessee. He has a strong relationship with Josh Heupel, Joey Halsley, Michigan Latello. Just Tennessee has continued to prioritize him, and he is the top guy on their board. And I think that's something that's working in their favor. When you look at Alabama, Bryce Underwood's still in the mix there. You know, kind of how mm -hmm. do things shake out? Obviously, you know, I think if, if George picked the phone up and called Alabama, I think they would take that commitment. But to me, I think right now, at this point in the fall, it's Tennessee and Alabama somewhat neck and neck as he continues to sort through this process with LSU probably trailing behind a little bit. Hmm. Yep, and a massively important weekend is George McIntyre. He's already visited Alabama this fall. He's already visited LSU, so now it's going to be Tennessee's chance to host him on an unofficial and it could be a very impactful visit. Now, speaking of impactful, Tennessee also hopes to host Cameron Sparks this weekend. He's the number two player in the in the state of Tennessee. He's out of Chattanooga. Now, the first time Sparks has been back on campus since the summer, how much of a priority is Tennessee making him early on in his recruitment? Yeah, Cameron Sparks has been a priority for Tennessee for some time. You're looking at a guy that has visited Knoxville since the, his freshman season. He's felt like a priority. He's, you know, finally got some answers to how he would fit in in Knoxville. Tennessee likes him as a wide receiver, and he likes that. There's a certain comfort level there for Cameron Sparks when he returns to campus. This week, being around George McIntyre, I think, makes him even more comfortable. Those two are very close. They train together with Tennessee Select 7-on-7. Seven seven. They play 7-on-7 seven seven together in the summer. They've known each other for a long time through AAU basketball. So those two, you know, that's a conversation that's continued to happen is, hey, what, what if we team up together? And, you know, I think it's big for them to be back in Knoxville together this weekend. But Cameron Sparks is an early priority for Tennessee in the 2025 class. Mm. Yeah, he is. And, and you can just kind of see it developing now. You, you know Tennessee is hoping that George McIntyre and Cameron Sparks kind of make up that core of the 2025 class. That would be very ideal to get it started that way. All right, we'll see what happens coming out of the weekend. Uh, let's go to some developments that are happening in the 2024 class, Tennessee's current recruiting class. Uh, Tennessee wide receiver commit, Braylon Staley, 
is drawing some interest, as he should, because he's having a really good senior season, and teams are taking notice. Now, South Carolina offered this week, and Staley is from Aiken, South Carolina. It's kind of weird because the in-state team comes with a late offer, but Matt, what does this mean for Staley and his commitment to Tennessee? Yeah, it's kind of very weird timing, I think. When you look at it, you offer a few days after you get beat by Tennessee inside of Neyland Stadium. Um, but, you know, I think for for our subscribers, there was, you know, some panic button hit there. But in yeah. talking to Braylon Staley, Austin and I have talked to Braylon Staley, his dad, it, it seems like they're very comfortable in their commitment to Tennessee. Kelsey Pope, Tennessee wide receivers coach, was out on the road last week to see Braylon Staley. Um, on Friday night, Braylon Staley will return to Knoxville this weekend. Right now, I feel pretty com- confident with where Braylon Staley is with his you know, commitment to Tennessee. If he does end up making a trip to South Carolina, then I think, you know, obviously there's something to worry about. But right now, no plans for that as things stand. Yeah, I get that. No, no real concern now unless he shows up in South Carolina for a visit. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Last development we need to hit on is uh, four-star running back Daniel Hill officially said out loud what we've all been thinking for a while when he put out a top three last night with Hayes Fawcett of Tennessee, Alabama, and South Carolina. Matt, do we know when he's going to make his commitment known, and where do you think Tennessee stands now that we're officially down to a final three? In in talking to Daniel, I I do not get the sense that there's any urgency to get this done. Wow. Now, I think it could just happen. I think when when he gets to that point, it will happen. He's had that decision timeline in flux for some time. But in talking to Daniel, I don't think there is much of a sense of urgency there. And and I think the more that you talk to people and try to weigh this recruiting process out, the more interesting it becomes. Uh, I think, I think that South Carolina feels positive about their chances with Daniel Hill. I think Alabama feels positive about their chances with Daniel Hill. And I think there's certain things working for both of those. And I think Tennessee's kind of sitting in the middle. And as I said last time that I was on here, Josh, for Tennessee, the best thing that this recruit, the best thing that can happen in this recruitment is for it to continue playing out. Um, you know, as he's trying to, as he's trying to, you know, being pulled each way between those two. Tennessee has quietly remained in this, and Jerry Mack has been a very good closer during his time in Knoxville, especially late in cycles. So I think for Tennessee, the best thing that can happen is this recruitment continues to play out, as they're probably the number two team for Daniel Hill at this point. It's just kind of trying to figure out, you know, I think which side of, of his collective group around him, where, where they want him to go. I think ultimately he's going to make the call, but I, I think there's some inside of his party that feel more strongly about one school than the other. See, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I do think that the longer this plays out, the better it is for Tennessee. But I kind of feel like it's 1A – 1B of of uh, Alabama and South Carolina and then Tennessee at two. Like, I don't even think there's a three in this top three. Uh, I think it's yeah. 1A, 1B, and then number two at Tennessee. So my question to you is, do you think that Tennessee will be able to get him back on campus before whenever his decision is? And is that necessary to land him? That's the key question for me as well. I think when you look at Daniel Hill dating back to the winter, it's been really hard for Tennessee to get him on campus. He's been there twice, um, and one being an official visit. It looked like at one point early in this week he was heading back to South Carolina this weekend. He told me last night that that's not the case anymore, that he will not go to South Carolina this weekend. So while you know it has felt like they've had some momentum over the last week or so, 
now they're not able to get him on campus. And this is an open week for him in terms of the high school football season. So how easy is it going to be for anyone to get into campus? I think for Tennessee, I do think you need to get him back to campus or this needs to go into December to where you can make your rounds and do those in-home visits and have a chance to close in that fashion. Yep. Well, the uh, recruitment of Daniel Hill is turning into a battle of attrition to see who can stay in this thing the longest. Matt Ray, big weekend in Knoxville. Thanks for dropping by the Inside Scoop. We'll talk to you on Monday and see how things went on this big visit weekend. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. LSU has Auburn coming to town this weekend, and you know there's going to be lots of eyes on this game, which means lots of recruits at this game as well. So that's what we're going to focus on in this video. One of the best LSU insiders in the market is coming on to give us the behind-the-scenes info on what could go down this weekend. So there could also be a couple big flips in the works. LSU fans, do me a favor. Subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We got this thing cranked up. We want you to be a part of it. Go ahead, hit subscribe. Now let's bring on Shea Dixon from the Bengal Tiger for more. Shea, big game, big recruit, so why not be bringing in the number one QB and the number one player in the 2025 class, Bryce Underwood. He will be in Baton Rouge. Now, he's made some visits this fall, and he's expected to make a decision in early January. So he could be about three months away from the number one player in the 2025 class coming off the board. What's your read on where LSU sits heading into this visit? I think they're certainly in the top group. And if you want to say he's got a top two or a top three, uh, I could hear all those arguments. But I know that I feel confident that LSU's in it, and I'll tell you why. This is a guy that Joe Sloan and the staff have been in on for well over a year, and he's been to campus numerous times this offseason and did so three times with his mom, with his dad, with his family. So they've got a good feel for what LSU has to offer. Obviously, him being a Belleville kid, he's in-state for Michigan. They're another team for Michigan is notable for me. So I look going towards this weekend as being really key for LSU because as you said, three months away from a potential decision, this could be the last time you get him on campus. It also gets him the opportunity, gives him the opportunity to see a game in Tiger Stadium, which he has not done yet. All of his visits to Baton Rouge have come during the offseason. So as LSU swings for the fences, number one overall prospect, number one quarterback, five-star, this is a guy that you look into a huge visitor weekend at LSU, he's the headliner. Yeah, absolutely. And if Bryce is going to be there, why not put some elite skill recruits on either side of him during the game? And I'm talking about number one running back in the 2025 class, Harlan Barry. He's going to be there. And the number two ranked wide receiver in LSU commitment, DeCorian Moore, will also be there. So my, I, I want to ask you about Harlan Barry. He is the number one back in the 25 class. We know LSU wants to sign an elite running back in that class. Where do you think the Tigers stand right now? I'm not betting against Frank Wilson for a running back, certainly, and not one out of New Orleans. Uh, that's right up his alley in terms of uh, what one of the greatest recruiters uh, of the past couple of decades, uh, the top recruiters, I'd say, most respected uh, in Frank Wilson. Recruiting Louisiana, yes, check. Recruiting New Orleans, even more of a strength. Recruiting running back out of New Orleans, we've <laughs> seen it with Leonard Fredette and plenty of others. So I think uh, I feel pretty good about LSU's chances with Harlan Berry. And Josh, you mentioned it. I don't know if you want to call it the the holy trinity of wish lists for LSU fans. 
But imagine you land a Bryce Underwood at quarterback, and in this situation, you get a Harlem Berry, the number one running back. Oh, and you've got DeCorian Moore already committed as a five-star who as a junior could finish as the number one wide receiver in the country. Regardless, you put a five-star quarterback, five-star running back, five-star receiver, and then add whatever else you have to the offensive skills, uh, kind of weapons additions to that 2025 class. It's, uh, it is certainly a dream scenario, but LSU is at least going through uh, kind of some steps here where one guy's in the boat, another guy in Harlem Bear you feel great about, and then Underwood, as I said, you're getting him on campus at the same time as those guys. Mm-hmm. And Josh, at a time when LSU's offense is ranked number one in the country, uh, right up there with Washington, who had a bye week, but Jaden Daniels right now has accounted for more yards than anybody in college football. Um, I can assure you, uh, Bryce Underwood has been made well aware of that uh, and the success they've had. All right, let's flip it over to the 2024 class, moving out of 25 back to 24. Now, interesting development happened this week. C.J. Jackson, he dropped Georgia Tech, was committed there for several months. He's a big-time edge prospect out of Tucker, Georgia, goes about 6'3", 220 pounds, and he's back on the market. So, Shay, are we expecting C.J. Jackson to show up in Baton Rouge fresh off this Georgia Tech decommit? LSU fans, hold on a second. I got to tell you about something that has changed my fall football season for the better, and that's HelloFresh. I've been trying HelloFresh recently, and I have no idea why I waited so long. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. It's so easy. Skip the steps of going to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make cooking easy and fun and, most importantly, affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Let's face it, we're busy during the fall. The routine goes like this. We work all week and we watch football on the weekends. That's what we do. A busy fall schedule doesn't always leave you with time to spare. And with HelloFresh, you don't need to spend all evening in the kitchen to whip up a wholesome meal. With their quick and easy recipes and 15-minute meals, you can get a tasty dinner on your table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery. A new season calls for new meals, and HelloFresh has a fresh fall lineup of delicious dinners and more to choose from. Take your pick from 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle, from veggie to family-friendly to fit and wholesome. This week, I was in the kitchen, chefing it up like I do. You know, your boy can cook a little bit. But it's great because I get home from work and all the ingredients were there. I didn't have to buy way too much at the grocery store and throw out all the extra. And anything I cook is delicious. But I got to tell you, HelloFresh makes it so easy and so fast. I don't know if I'll be going back to the grocery store anytime soon. So here's what I got for you guys. Go to HelloFresh.com forward slash 50 Josh Newberg and use code 50 Josh Newberg for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh, I have no idea why I waited so long. We are. We've got that confirmed, and that's big news. CJ told on three, Chad Simmons, that he will be uh, in Baton Rouge this weekend. And let me give you the skinny here from an LSU perspective. They were chasing really two edge rushers over the summer and hosted them both, uh, CJ Jackson on an official visit, and then Colin Simmons for a number of visits. And when Colin Simmons popped for Texas, that left LSU without, you know, one of their two top edge rushers. And C.J. Jackson was committed to Georgia Tech. So 
where does LSU go from there? It seems to me Colin Simmons is pretty locked in right now with Texas. C.J. Jackson, however, decommits from Georgia Tech. This is a guy that we at On3 have had for a long time now uh, as a top 100 prospect, best edge rushers in America. For him to decommit and then turn right around and visit LSU this weekend, I think is telling. He told uh, Chad that Colorado and LSU were two schools that really kept in contact with him, even when he was committed to Georgia Tech. So I think this is a, uh, a player we're really watching closely because uh, if it does go LSU's way, if he does end up in this class, he certainly would be one of LSU's highest ranked commits at a position, D-line and edge rusher, that they are continually uh, looking to address this cycle. All right, then let's uh, let's cover that flip topic that I teased at the top. Now, Bernard Causey, he's an in-state cornerback that committed to Ole Miss back in June, but it seems like LSU is double-backing. Do they have a shot to flip him? They do, um, and I'm not far from putting in a, an on-three RPM pick for let's that flip go. to happen. Sam Spiegelman, uh, our national recruiting analyst, already has his pick in. Uh, and obviously he's been around the New Orleans area a good bit over the years and has covered B.B. Causey, who committed to Ole Miss over the summer, but he was at LSU's camp, performed very well, tested well, and coming off some injuries, LSU just wanted to see how he played as a senior. He's looked mm -hmm. great. They made the offer, and now you're up against Ole Miss, and I do think that they are able to flip him. They've already flipped one Ole Miss commitment in a Louisiana native with Joseph Cryer. I do expect B.B. Causey at some point between now and signing day to end up in LSU's class. And here's why I think why anyone watching LSU football right now knows that there's issues in the defensive backfield. This is the number one offense in the SEC and the worst defense in the SEC. And it's because they have not been able to really strike gold in the transfer portal in back-to-back -back years at corner. Brian Kelly and this staff want to go back to developing high school guys. They've already got a couple of guys committed at corner. They want to add at least one more, and right now they are honing in very much on Bernard Causey coming out of New Orleans. All right. Well, this weekend, LSU-Auburn, we're expecting big visits, and Bengal Tiger will have you guys covered. Shay Dixon, thanks for dropping by the Inside Scoop, talking a little LSU recruiting today. Thanks for having me on. After a quiet four to five weeks on the recruiting trail, there's been a few major developments in the South Carolina market that I want to cover. The Gamecocks also have a big SEC matchup this weekend at home. The Florida Gators are coming to town and they're expecting some big name recruits to attend as well. We'll cover that. South Carolina fans, do me a favor right now. Subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We're growing this thing. We want you to be a part of it. Hit subscribe. All right, let's bring on Wes Mitchell from Gamecock Central. Wes, Jalewis Solomon, he decommitted from Auburn on Tuesday night. Now, he committed to Auburn on August 5th, and it was a bit of a surprise because South Carolina was heavily involved in that one. Will he be on campus this weekend, and what are you hearing about where South Carolina stands coming out of the decommitment? Yeah, first things first, not sure yet if he will be at South Carolina this weekend. That is something we are going to be tracking closely. Right. He did give a quote to On3, gave a quote to Chad Simmons, but didn't quite give away yet what his next step may be. I think if he wants to make a decision fairly soon, then South Carolina has to feel really, really good about where they sit. It was down to the wire when he made his original decision. We thought leading right up to it, I'm talking 30, 45 minutes before the decision, that it was going to be South Carolina. It ends up being Auburn. 
we pretty quickly, even after that decision was made, started hearing, hey, this thing is not over. South Carolina's still in it. Keep mm -hmm. tracking this guy. He makes it official, makes it public that he decommitted, of course, on Tuesday night. And now we are back to heavily tracking the chance that he could be in South Carolina's class uh, again. All right, so now we don't know if he's coming in this weekend. We don't exactly know when he's going to decide, but who do you think South Carolina's biggest competition is right now? Yeah, you know, that that's a good question. Obviously, so it came down to Auburn and South Carolina. Prior to that, it felt like it was Florida State and South Carolina, and then Auburn kind of made this this late push. So I'll be curious to see, are there some other schools that, that now hit him up again? Does Florida State get back involved? Not sure. As of right now, it really just feels like it's South Carolina against everybody else. I wouldn't think this is a recommit to Auburn type situation, even though you can't ever completely count them out here. Um, I, I really just right now, if it's anytime soon, I think you have to like the Gamecocks chances with him at this point. Yeah, I do coming out of this decommitment. But like you said, we'll see what shakes out, what visits he ends up taking. Uh, another major development, South Carolina made a move on Tennessee commitment, four-star wide receiver Braylon Staley. Uh, big start to his senior year. South Carolina just offered last week. So, Wes, is it too late, or does South Carolina have a real shot to flip him? Yeah, I think it's going to – I think Tennessee's going to make it hard on you here if you're South Carolina in order to turn him – but I think there's enough traction that we are tracking this one as well. The big thing here from what I've heard is that there is at least some curiosity from him in South Carolina and that possibility to stay closer to home. I think that is something from what I've heard. I've not heard this directly from Braylon Staley, but I have heard that staying closer to home is something that could matter here in the end. South Carolina was at his game uh, last Friday to watch him play as well as, as a part of that evaluation piece right after they offered him. So they're going to go all in on him. They're trying to get him. From what we understand, though, he is expected in Knoxville at Tennessee for a game this Saturday. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. Can South Carolina, for one of their upcoming home games, get him on campus for a game? That, to me, would be the next step in them trying to turn him from that Tennessee commitment. All right. Now, we do know that Ford is coming to town. There we're expecting some big visitors at South Carolina, and one of them is top 100 edge Cam Fountain. He goes 6'5", 240 out of Atlanta, Georgia, and he committed to the USC Trojans back in June. But what's been going on behind the scenes with South Carolina and Cam Fountain to get him back on campus this weekend? How's the start of college football season been for you guys? I know the games have been great, but you know what's not great? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding tickets before game can sometimes be a nightmare. And do not let this be the way that your season goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Do not stress over getting into your team's favorite game, the biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many games you can go to, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Guys are terrible at that. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game, game time, they have deals on tickets even after an hour after the game starts, it is the place to get last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all sports and even concert events. So here's what we're going to do. 
Snag the tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Yeah, this is a guy you rewind back to June. We were really anticipating him taking an official visit to South Carolina. That never materialized. He committed to Southern Cal. And then he's another one of those guys where we were kind of being told, hey, at least keep an eye on this guy. He could be someone that South Carolina still factors in with. It seems like there are other schools. I think Tennessee's still pretty heavily involved as well. So even shortly after his commitment to uh, the West Coast, He's kind of been, it seems like, at least interested in still listening to other schools. He's somebody South Carolina likes a lot. They would love to pair him in this class, opposite of Dylan Stewart, the five-star commitment they have as an edge guy. And I I think this is a big step in the process for South Carolina. He did confirm to us at Gamecock Central earlier this week, directly from him, that he's planning to be there on Saturday. So assuming that visit does take place, I, I think that's a big step for South Carolina in trying to ultimately flip him from Southern Cal because he has been, it seems interested and continue to hear from other schools. Yeah. And one other name that's on the visit list that really intrigued me was 2025 quarterback, Ryan Montgomery is a top 25 arm out of Finley, Ohio, big time offers South Carolina, Michigan, Kentucky, Penn state, South Carolina, among others, where does South Carolina sit with him heading into this visit? Yeah, I think, you know, you always, especially for quarterbacks, you look at, hey, there's probably going to be one quarterback in the class. You're looking for guys, where's that mutual interest? And with Ryan Montgomery, it seems to be heavy mutual interest between both him and South Carolina. I think South Carolina conservatively is maybe top two here. They could emerge from this weekend as the favorite. We've heard a lot of South Carolina. We've heard a lot of Florida. Interest, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Those two teams are playing each other this weekend. So this family has gone through the recruiting process. He has a brother that's at Ohio State. Um, They they know the ins and outs. They know how to break down what's going on with different schools. And I I think another key visit for South Carolina this weekend. All right. Um, Any surprise visitors that you're keeping an eye on to see if they make it into town? So two things to keep an eye on. One, we've heard there's going to be a bunch of 2025 top offensive line targets in this weekend. Some of those guys have already confirmed. Jalen Gilchrist is one big target for South Carolina we're focused on. David Sanders, a possibility. Some people have him as the number one tackle, number two tackle in the country for that Mm -hmm. class. And then one we've been tracking would be Daniel Hill. As of last week, it looked like Daniel Hill was going to be on campus at South Carolina this weekend. As of right now, as we record this on Wednesday, looking like Daniel Hill will not be in Columbia from what we've been told. So that would be one. Maybe not this weekend, but certainly some future home games. South Carolina doing everything they can to get their top remaining running back target back on campus, battling Alabama, battling Tennessee. He's been at both of those schools recently, was on Tennessee's campus on an official visit. Gamecock's trying to get this kid back on campus because he's been such a priority target for them. All right. Well, ton of good storylines to follow all weekend. You guys are locked in on Gamecock Central. Be sure to be there for all the recruiting intel. Wes Mitchell, thank you for stopping by the Inside Scoop. Anytime, Josh. 
Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.